takes a certain obsessive, maniacal, weird person to do this shit. Honestly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really twisted and weird. I, I, I literally yeah. ask myself all the time, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But then I see the render, I go, yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was my problem. I didn't have the capital to build all the cars that exist in my dream. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I can swear. No, here, you but, can. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> sorry if anybody's listening. But uh, I couldn't build all the cars because I didn't have the budget. But I, I have the skills and ability to build them in the computer. The lack of money... And that obsession with making cars, it just was like, okay, let me make this one. Maybe make this one. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching or listening, my name is Elvis. Tim. Rob. And we have a special guest on today. Uh, say hello, Ash. <laughs> hello, everybody. My name is Ash. Sweet. And if you guys do not, do not know Ash, he is pretty much the person responsible for designing the new Batmobile which is pretty cool and he'll tell you every or he'll tell us everything else that he is working on or has worked on because there is quite a list yeah <laughs> and it's a, it's very it's pretty really cool very inspiring uh just to see the amount of things that you're involved in and i'm like how do you even have time for half of this stuff uh, it blows my mind thank you so much yeah yeah i love cars cars have always been kind of a motivation for me to it actually helped me not just be a starving artist. I understand how business works and how to acquire money and assets and stuff because I wanted to modify and build cars and realize they're so expensive. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've worked on so many different films and movies. Uh, I'm really quite bad at explaining what I do, but <laughs> I just love making art and explaining things and yeah, building things. It's all just a lot of fun for me yes so, yeah. and so yeah that's just the spark notes there's a lot that we're gonna dive into i feel like in this episode it's gonna be a lot of fun um and if you guys do not know we are trick factory customs uh we host this podcast modified with trick factory customs we're an automotive shop based here in vancouver british columbia canada and uh yeah we just love to talk about cars we love to build cars and uh yeah so we got ash on today because I think what initially sparked this uh, conversation between us was there have been some builders, some car builders that uh, they uh, work on some designs of some cars. They build these cars. They don't design these cars, but someone else designed it and they don't give any credit for it. And uh, we just wanted to talk. That, that was like the main thing. But I feel like this is going to be a very, very broad topic uh, because we're going to be talking about you because you're into so many things. And I just I want to know all of that stuff. And we're just very curious. We have a, we have some questions and all of that. And if you have questions as well, you can ask us uh, at any time. Yeah. But yeah, we just want to just have some fun and just chat about cars. Fantastic. So. <laughs> yes. And so I think it's a really relevant conversation to have. So I appreciate mm -hmm. you guys taking the initiative. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we're very excited to talk about it. And so with that said, we're just going to dive right in. Tell us about yourself. Like, how did you even get started in this world? Because I'm just going to list some highlights, like some things because we were doing, I was like, I need to do some research before this podcast about you because I had known about you, but I didn't know to the extent of what you were involved in. And so, so far I've seen, you've done a lot of stuff with creative direction, motion graphics, visual effects. You've worked with McLaren, Hoonigan, like you've done a lot of different things. And so how did you get started doing all of this stuff? Did you go to school for uh, it? I've always been really curious. I, I was raised by a very artistic family who celebrated being creative. 
So it was always um, supported since I was a very young age and I uh, grew up with humble beginnings. So didn't really have money wasn't really a thing. So it was more like you could afford a paper and pencil and imagination. And so um, we were always traveling. So I always had that as like a, like a kind of a comfort place. I could go and escape into my imagination and that eventually became a career. I've always been really curious of things and I love engineering and the science of things and these passions basically I, I go from one passion obsession to the next and the passion obsession starts as a hobby that I put so much time and energy and focus into then that hobby turns into a career path so with automotive I was literally just like this was my problem I didn't have the capital to build all the cars that exist <laughs> in my dream so I was like oh shit oh, sorry I don't know if I can swear no here, you but, can uh, go ahead okay. thank you <laughs> sorry if anybody's listening but uh, I couldn't build all the cars because I didn't have the budget but I, I have the skills and ability to build them in the computer and my skills and ability increased over years just raising 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 as I understood the process and then now I'm able to make them pretty much photoreal and accurate to spec for manufacturing in a lot of ways so I'm pretty close to the threshold but that passion, that hobby, the lack of money, and that obsession with making cars, it just was like, okay, let me make this one, maybe make this one. <laughs> and one day, uh, tell like maybe a personal story, um, I was on a call with a friend and I said, the, the ultimate goal with this car is if Ken Block saw this and he would want to build a car with me. And my friend who was in the room, he's like, oh, I know, I know Ken's, um, I think it was his manager at the time. He's like, I'll link you up, and then, and then that's how I met Ken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow! And 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 Ken was, uh, he's, I, I fucking love him. He was an incredible friend, a, co a colleague, a mentor of mine. And um, yeah, the first contact I had with him, I sent him the work, and he's like, Oh, who built these? Or he didn't realize they were not real. And I was like, Okay, now we're in. <laughs> he's like, what do you want to do? I said, I want to build. I want to design all your cars. This is it. You know? Wow. So he was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> that's it. And then, uh, so we started with the Kazi 2.0 and then that's, that's kind of that whole interaction. And, and he was one of those wonderful people in life that really understood the secret of life was surrounding yourself with great people mm -hmm. and sharing your life with them. So he brought me into this fold and I even got to sit in the rally car that we designed together oh, and he took me on course, so cool. which is a whole other thing. And even the <laughs> truck, the, tro the trophy trophy did together, like, I really do, I miss uh, Ken when he passed. It was a it was a yeah. real hard time mm. for me. So yeah. yeah, he's a fantastic human being. So these are the the hobby and obsession and the lack of of certain things turn into a passion. And then we all know how this works. You know, it's like you have a beater and you have a budget, <laughs> but you have a friend that has a an LS engine or something. Yeah. Okay, I can. <laughs> Yeah. Put yeah. some JB Weld here and then there you go. <laughs> Make it work somehow. <laughs> <laughs> JB Weld fix everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how like so many of the paths are, are paralleling that like in our own in our own world it's the same, you know. Yeah. You, you got It's a human story. It yeah. is. Yeah. 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 You uh, just do do what you can with what you got and and you know eventually it evolves if you got the passion for it, right? That's kind of it. Yeah. It's pretty right. cool. I always say your style is defined by the failures you overcome. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's what shows the world who you are. I I never grew up in a car background. I only just watched what like Top Gear, all of that stuff. And uh, my dad didn't even know how to change oil. I don't think he ever knew how to change oil. Uh, but it was just things like that, like Top Gear, all the automotive shows, like American Chopper, American Hot Rod, all of those shows growing up. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is something I want to do. 
with my limited knowledge, YouTube University helped me a lot because, but, <laughs> but fantastic resource. Yeah. But it was not like, I didn't have the practical knowledge. I didn't have any of the tools, fancy tools. And so I just did Harbor Freight welder cheap, started in zero budget, <laughs> zero budget, just did it to look nice. And, and uh, now I'm like five years later, I'm like, oh gosh, this was not, this was terrible. This did not look good. And so, yeah, like I'm curious to know what your, uh, our thoughts are, or if you have any similar thing of like, you look back at the previous things that you've done and you're like, oh gosh, like mm. this, there's improvement there. There's improvement oh, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm constantly, I'm like my worst critic. I'm always looking at the things that needs to be improved. And that's how you get better. You always look at not to destroy yourself, but to acknowledge the fact that you will never be the master of this. Yeah. The concept of art is no one, it's also, it's all subjective. No one is the master and there's no such thing as the master piece. You know, we will identify certain artists in time, like a uh, Leonardo da Vinci as being the quintessential artist of all time, but that's all subjective too. Mm -hmm. So as I think as long as you're looking at yourself, knowing what your goals are and being realistic about them and then trying to find them, that's really the key. Mm -hmm. This is kind of how you mentioned the Batmobile and the Batman. That's kind of how these things worked. Uh, James Chinlin, the production designer on that, had seen one of my cars on Instagram. This is a passion project car. It was like oh, a, wow. I think I took a Model A and did some weird stuff to yeah. it, as mm -hmm. I typically do. And he saw that. He really loved that. And then he knew a director that I'd worked with prior who he asked, like, does having a designer and as in films that also loves cars understands them? Anyways, that turned into the Batmobile design and all these kind of things. And when I was designing it, he gave me a wonderfully simple brief. He just used key words like it needs to feel raw and brutal and have an energy to it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought to myself, knowing Wayne so intimately, because I grew up with Batman and this whole folklore, I knew, I, I thought if I was Wayne and I had to build this car, how would I build it? Oh. And what would I put in this thing? I was really, because they wanted a real approach to film and they did it that mm -hmm. way. So. And I hit all these hidden symbols and um, things. It was really a fun psychological thing. Uh, I also knew my director, how he worked too, from his other films. So it's a whole thing to navigate. That is so but cool. yeah, and then the Batman. <laughs> and then you, you go to Walmart and it's on the shelf. I, I know. <laughs> like, how does that feel? <laughs> it's really surreal to be to be honest. Like a kid that comes from really humble beginnings, not to not have these kind of things. Uh, to have, I have like a Matchbox car of it and. Every time I go to the store, or something I see it. Wow! It's like, yeah, yeah, that is so part cool. of pop culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty well. Yeah. yeah, it is really cool too. Yeah. Like just that talking of the Batmobile, but um, it is so different from the other Batmobiles. I feel like the last one that mm -hmm. was like the big hit was like the Tumbler, I think. But that was mm, that was one, one that stood that, out more to me. Yeah, there's like a bunch of them, but like that was for yeah. me at least. That was one that stood out. But compared yeah. to at least the Batmobiles in the what, like the past 15 years, 10 years, um, I feel like this one is so interesting because it's just, I feel like you could build that. Like it's, it looks like mm. someone can just go in their garage and just cobble something together. That, I mean, it's not going to be <laughs> easy. I'm, yeah, I'm making it sound easy. But yeah. yeah, I feel like it is like, yeah. it's something that you could build if you're a yeah, builder that's use, well like, versed Detroit steel, yeah you know something yes. from americana something that felt because bruce is from america and there is this american approach to this and this older um 
we, we reference Chinatown a lot for this film and, and other films that have a gravity of reality. Also, Christine, the old Stephen King mm-hmm. um, film about the car that comes to life and starts killing people and stuff. So <laughs> just the idea that it took on a persona. This is like this is the level that I think, if, hopefully to give you some insight, is mm-hmm. when I was designing it, I thought it should have a tube chain, tube frame chassis, but the frame should feel like what Bruce Lee feels like uh, Bruce Lee Bruce Wayne feels like internally so he's this broken shattered person that's trying to guard himself from the world and he's using all this scaffolding basically but the outside is is the Batman it's just like hard edged sharp things but inside it's Bruce Wayne and then inside that is him so (laughs) all these levels and if you look at the back I have a shot of it if you look at the back you can see the yeah it almost looks like the 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 I was like bat wings of that Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah it is so films cool. are all about symbolism. Great films are about symbolism. They're about permeating your subconscious. They're about living inside of your mind and memory. So when you're building these things out, if you're trying to make symbolism, you can't just go, oh, it just looks cool. You could, but it won't have lasting power, you know? And yeah. People criticize that design saying it was too, like it was just a car that you can modify. Mm-hmm. But that's actually the intention. It was yep. not to make it feel unobtainable. And mm-hmm. It needed to feel like it was in the world. Mm-hmm, Whereas mm-hmm. the Tumblr is a fantastic piece of unique design, but you, you can't draw that. <laughs> no, memory. no, you cannot. This is a problem. Yeah. yeah. You know, good car design in my mind, it's like you can do it like a signature. Yes. Like a Lamborghini Mira or a, even a Ford Mustang, you know, like they have a signature to them. They have a two or three little things that adds to it and you need to have those things. So. Mm-hmm. That's how I approach stuff. Yeah. No, <laughs> there's no rules to this. Me, so, yeah. <laughs> no, we yeah. talk about it but inside yeah. in the shop all the time about that very thing is about the cars that seem to hit the biggest are the ones that are relatable that like people can believe that they think that they can bring to life themselves, whether they can or can't based on their abilities. But as long as you have that idea, those are what make those cars super special. Mm-hmm. And it's never the overdone crazy. Mm-hmm. It's always like just yeah the more raw basic relatable cars seem to hit the hardest always our initial topic was people taking credit for other people's design and not giving not giving credit not giving all of that so like what are what are some thoughts about that when you had reached out to for me to come on here i thought about it and i thought uh, what would be the best approach to get the best out of this for everybody involved the builders the designers people are just making things people that don't have budgets people that have budgets really what i think it comes down to is just communication and communicating to people and being honest with with yourself i know that when i go and modify a car i'm not the designer that originally made that car unless i completely design it so i i always give a a homage or thanks or praise to the original company or Mm -hmm. team or you know i think that's really important not just for me but it's good like spiritually for yeah. the ecosystem of making things you mm-hmm. know and um but i have seen it a lot where people um take something that either i've made or a friend has made online and then just goes and builds it it's fantastic and it's one of the things that i think we love the most about making things digitally is seeing somebody bring it to reality that's so gratifying so fulfilling but when somebody does it and then doesn't give credit for the incept, mm-hmm. it's, it can be a problem. Yes. Um, and here, let me explain why it could be for a designer or an artist. 
we thrive or we grow off of the feedback and the growth we get from having this dialogue between ourselves and the outside world of building things. Mm -hmm. If you cut that off, then we don't have that dialogue and therefore we can't grow. So having that dialogue and being able to collaborate in a pure form and actually make something better, that is actually what would hopefully be the end goal. And I can see why people would be timid to reach out to somebody because maybe the builder will say, or the designer will say, no, or you got to pay me. And that's why Z is all these walls. Mm -hmm. But there's always the way to get around these things, just communicating and you know, saying, hey, uh, I have a budget build and I don't have any money, but I love your design. I'd love to make it. I've had many people contact me for that same way. And I just say like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> please. I would love to see it. And, yeah. and it, it's going to take a lot of time and work and effort on your side. And I'm just going to sit back and watch, you know, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a, you know, interesting journey, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah. As we're talking about that, I know you had some thoughts of it because, um, because you've also built up some cars and the same thing has happened, I guess, yeah. on your end too. Yeah. So like my cards, I guess, inspired like a lot of people and I've never like they've reached out. Like a lot of people have been really great about reaching out like, man, I'm going to build a tribute to your car. I'm going to build your car, my version. And I always encourage them be like, yeah, man, I'd love to see that. Do it. And unfortunately, I haven't really seen a lot of them come to fruition. So maybe that's the reality of a lot of this stuff. But it's cool to see them try to get it started. And then if anything, a lot of the times it's the feedback I get from them is more the appreciation for what I actually did create because they see the start to get a feel for the amount of effort and expense and time and all this kind of research that went into it. So that's great for me. Like when you do have that communication, like the start out and then they come back and like, Oh my God, man, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Like this is 10 times more epic than I ever thought it was. And then yeah. other times it's like, you know, maybe their version of it's not, the best and i'd almost say always it's never it's never a perfect clone so i never really feel like i've been ripped off up until this point but i have seen some guys that have done renders and like if the builder has a budget and then they just straight up rip off that thing <laughs> and they have the ability and maybe the resources to do like something that is like it's unmistakably a rip off and they haven't you know, communicate it and let that other person know like that, I kind of have a problem with. A specific case of this happening and they they are now selling kits or body kits based off someone else's design. And so like, yeah. is there even anything you can do about it like legally or it's just up to... Well, that, yeah, that's an ethics issue and copyright yeah. issues and that, that there is clause, I'm sure, and you could potentially get lawyers involved in that kind of stuff. But again, all these things can be avoided if people are willing to respect themselves and one another. Mm -hmm. So if you're going out in the world and you're just taking, 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 you're just consuming, and you're not giving back, honestly, the person that suffers the most is you because yeah. you're not really contributing. If you're really a lover of cars, automotive, design, all these things, you're the one that wants to saturate yourself with great people that are doing great things. Mm -hmm. Therefore, your life is better. I know this is going to sound like some sort of self-development talk, but I, <laughs> this is the only way to approach this really complicated yeah. topic. I, yeah. I, I meditated on it when you guys reached out. I was like, how can I best help with this communication? But it really just comes down to people valuing themselves and those around them. Because let's say you go online and you, and you, you see a design, you like it, you don't give credit, you just take from the person, and then you go off and manufacture it. And then at the end of the day, you just go to your, you have to sit with yourself and go like, I didn't contribute anything. Mm. I just took, mm. and I'm not doing anything good here. 
But if you went the other way, you'd go, okay, let me see if I can talk to this person and work out a deal and build some sort of relationship and create some sort of communication and, um, and, and build this together and make something fantastic and, and evolve it. Because as you know, from pixel and screen to reality, it's a huge valley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time and money and effort and things don't line up and there's all these things, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the car can actually become better through that process yeah, yeah, the design yeah. can become better because of that especially if you're inter- inter- in- incorporating um, simulations of like aerodynamics and stuff like that like oh on it visually looks right but it's actually causing a problem in the rear it's rising this because this is unbiased and so on and so forth mm-hmm. let's rethink this you know and that's a whole nother topic but yeah i'd encourage people to just think about what they're doing and, and how they're contributing to the betterness of the community you know because yeah, I think it's it's more so with like how social media works potentially where you get likes and follows that stimulate you to just go like let's keep pushing this stuff out and you don't realize that you're you might be causing harm to yourself and others, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, those those are all really good points. I think it's a, it's a underspoke of topic. I think it doesn't get enough credit nowadays. Yeah. I would imagine your audience is builders yourself so an artist and a builder loves to see a midway project to see oh where could this go because their imagination my imagination is going oh i would go this way with this Mm -hmm. and oh that's interesting approach there and you know we all get value from different things when i was walking sema many like four or five years ago i was walking the floor and and as much as i love like beautiful works of art like the ringling brothers and those guys have these incredible just immaculate yeah, you, you have to respect it, but I like I like the halfway done things <laughs> that are just kind of in their process. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like the story. You know, I think that we all do. We because it's not about the car only or the vehicle or the motorcycle. All these things. It's about the the human that did it behind that. There's a book called The Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Have you guys read yeah, that book? I have seen that. Book. I haven't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a uh, a good one. Yeah. What's it? What it's is it about? On these kind of what What's that book? Zen and the art. Or Zen and the art of motorcycle, motorcycle maintenance. maintenance. Oh, yeah. Okay. Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. I'll okay. look that up for yeah, sure. Definitely check that out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes. So speaking about builds and cars, I was I was gonna ask if you have any personal like automotive builds that you have worked on, like. Yeah, or like you do you build things yourself or do you just model or how does that are you half and half? Yeah, um, well, we have uh, we have a build that's going to be announced. Mm, what month are we in? I can't remember. <laughs> I think July. It's next month. Okay. Um, our friends Tim and Xavier at Bandito. Uh, oh, Street Bandito. Industry oh, yeah. Garage. Yeah, he did that epic 240Z. Yeah, we got something really special and works. Oh. I can't talk about it, obviously, but that's that's so. My friend Carlos and I, uh, we created this whole thing called Make Ace Corp, and this is this whole other yeah. thing. But um, that's a build that's actually being physically created right now. We're actually trying to rapid prototype, taking the 3D data from the car, from the computer, and then translating it to 3D prints mm-hmm. and world scale. Mm-hmm then building molds and then being able to actually manufacture parts. And that's going to be really fucking cool. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> so yeah. that's, yeah. as you know, it just takes enormous time, capital, energy, effort. Um, 
it's easy when you look at things online to be like, oh, it's cool, like it's disposable because it's like every other thing. But when you actually have to do it, as we all know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a lot, you know, work and time. But that's one of the builds that's coming. We had uh, a couple other things in the works. Um, unfortunately, like I said, a lot of these builds they take about a year or two yeah. years, mm-hmm. something three years. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I would I. So Carlos and I have the Make Haste Corp. If you are curious, it's, it's this collection of cars that we build. Um, him and I both pick a car that we love, and we build our separate ones, and then we combine. Like, oh, no way. Like, That's cool. Yeah. So each one, so like the last build, our two builds passed, we said, let's build our dream cars. So um, my dream car is a GT40. <sighs> and so I did my version of the GT40. And Carlos is is a fastback Chevy Nova, and so he did his. I, I'll send you the link if you like Dude, this. Dude, that is yeah. amazing. Yeah, but we definitely. just went full ham and just went crazy. And, you know, we built exactly the car that we would want to have in real life, and ultimately the goal would be to team up with builders to bring these to fruition. Mm-hmm. Not even just for us, but for people to enjoy in the yeah. physical realm. Yeah, but. One thing I realized, this is like an um, epiphany that happened to me when we were going through this process and people weren't giving us necessarily like the frame of value because we don't have physical cars, but the cars look real. I thought to myself, I never saw a GT, uh, I never saw a Ford, uh, a Ferrari F40 in physical life, but I've seen thousands of images of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that car mm-hmm. until I saw it recently about a year ago. But up until then, I had never seen it. It didn't devalue the car. It actually made it even better because in my mind, it was this special thing. So what I'm saying is there's a place for value at each step of these things, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, um, you know, champion all the digital artists and you know, the designers <laughs> out here, you know? So <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah, that, no it, sorry. You yeah. It's been kind of a new transition for us, like bringing all this kind of stuff into our workspace. So, mm. Like probably one of the technical questions that I'm interested in and probably not a lot of people because very much I think people get, I'd say renders get discounted. Like it's like this just instantaneous thing. So like, yeah, but I know it's a time consuming process because we're we're doing more renders to help us with customer situations and moving more into taking that out of digital space and then into CAD and then into manufacturing. So like mm-hmm. what does that process look like like realistically because i mean you're yeah I, I like your stuff is like far beyond the some of the renderers that we've used and then we only really need to take it so far to sort of get our point across and sort of get us and the customer on the same page and then your stuff is like you know by the time you're done it's like you don't even really need to build, build it anymore because <laughs> it's like it's so amazing uh, at that point that it's like okay i've seen it like it's as good as it could possibly be mm-hmm. By me building this in real life, I'd probably be d- doing it a disservice. So it's like, you know what I mean? Whereas there's really a lot of things idea. you see that you can like, hey, man, that's amazing. I can take this a little bit further and bring it to real life. But I mean, some of your stuff is crazy. Like it's, you know, it's like seeing some of your stuff like satisfies my itch to see how far you can take something. So to have somebody else out there that's like can take it that far is like it's mind boggling for me. So it's like. <clears throat> when I'm doing stuff, I generally work within my own abilities and my own boundaries. So like for you to work in that space, like what's that like where there is no limits and there is no boundaries. Yeah. That's really kind of you. And thank you so much. Um, 
Yeah, you. I think that the real trick is to give yourself limits. Um, because if you go too far out, then you really kind of, you lose track of how to give that feeling to you. Like, mm. which is, oh shit, I love that car. It, it reminds me of a memory or something. Um, but I would say, I think it's, it's all in the act of creation and it's a beautiful thing, you know, and it, and, and when it, and to back to the main topic, which is people taking work from others and not crediting them, you're really disservicing everyone, yourself included, because you're not creating that dialogue of collaborative energy. Mm. Let's say like to your point, you said sometimes when you look at the renders, it just looks real or you're like, why would I even want to make it? Cause it's like, it might do disservice. I would say actually it'd probably make it better because it'd become its own thing. You know, I go, Oh, we, we can't do this. So we can do this or, Oh, we, we have to, we can't run this over here, but we can do this over here. And then it becomes even better because it's something tangible. Yeah. The thing I love about cars, uh, multiple levels of cars, but I love the feeling of, your your shirt smells like gas, you know. It smells, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the you get out and your adrenaline's all out, you know. Like if you go and just rip a car through up a mountain or something, like the feeling, the visceral quality, the feeling of moving yourself through time and space, like these are things that I can't even touch, and there's no way I can because the real world is way more valuable, but. The, there's a place for the digital realm to to help you see, as you mentioned, rapid prototyping, designing, visualizing, thinking, and communicating to your client or yourself how things look and function are vastly important. And I mean, mm -hmm. and all industries are using it. Um, I think it's just coming down to us being able to use it on a rapid scale in a smaller compartmentalized basis. You know, which is to me, I love the idea that home builders can take a design, 3D print it and put it on a car and transform the car because before all this you'd have to be a master metal worker yeah. which is fantastic but we all know that that path to the journeyman skill to be able to make something of quality i mean that's a, a decade one. worth of work yeah. minimum yeah. yeah it's a beautiful it's a beautiful skill and every time i encounter a a real good um, welder or a metal worker it's just like man we could just sit and talk to you for hours because I just like to understand the chemistry of how you're doing what you're doing. So mm -hmm. I have enormous love and respect for builders because it takes tremendous um, fortitude. It's a war of attrition to build things you know, in the real world. So, yeah. So when we collaborate, I just love like, oh, that's cool. Or how can we do this? Or, you know, thankfully, I don't just know the design side of things. I understand how suspension and all these kind of things. Yeah, I was going to ask you that part, yeah. too. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Of it's like, do you design or whenever you design, uh, do you design it to, I don't know, work in certain environments or do you design it? Do you, you said you use a lot of suspension, you know about how suspension works. And so do you know, like, oh, like different types of suspension or, oh, this is not this clearance level is not going to work for what we're trying to design this for. And hey, let's switch this to yeah. another. Do you do all of that? Or no, armchair expert kind of stuff. You know, YouTube University kind of stuff. So you, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can you can do a lot of stuff like simulations and CAD and stuff. But sometimes in the in the simulation of like the reality, I'll I'll just slam a car, or get it really low, or sometimes reduce like the travel. Every time you center a car off and, and you're using any kind of stock points, you're going to have all these bottom out issues and 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 just a ton of issues as we all know. Mm -hmm. So I can I have the freedom to break all those rules and to, to not have to worry about those things. But if it was built in reality, you would obviously have to 
pull things around things and you know do a push rod system or something instead of um, a standard like coilover mm-hmm. um, control arm kind of system. But these are all things that can be decided and figured out if the geometry is accurate. But I just love all those things. It's um, it, 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 I think a lot of times too, it usually comes from what's the intention, what's the build's intention. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, is this car truly going to be designed to go around a track fast, or mm-hmm. is it designed to go to the grocery store? You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or can it do both? You know, like I like I have a Raptor. That's that's like three cars and three trucks in one. It's a luxury vehicle, a race truck, and a um, just a truck, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I love being able to just take it up a fire road and I go to the grocery store. It's, yeah. And it's fantastic at both. And but that's that's its use for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We we yeah. touch we touch a lot on like you know with every project is like okay, well, what is its actual intent? Okay, and you <laughs> and you design towards that. So you, you know, yeah, you, you hit on yeah, it. It kind right. of answers all your questions. Yeah, you know? you're kind of like, like okay, this well, thing is for this, and we know what it needs to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool that you do that because you can actually see it in a lot of the, a lot of the work that you've done. You're like, okay, you can actually tell this is gonna work. But yeah, uh, so yeah your stuff is like whole nother level. I appreciate that. Yeah. Even like I had some conflict when I was doing the Batmobile. You never put the engine past the rear axle unless you're weird like Porsche. And <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that. So yeah. you, put the, you put it in the center, you know. And right. I was explaining that to them, but they love just seeing the engine. This is these are people that don't understand how the mechanism works, <laughs> yeah. but they don't need to care because it's a more of a holistic uh, yeah. communicating the monster idea, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, we need to put it in, like put it right here next to Bruce, you know, yeah. like, just put it right on. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was explaining the way that it would work and the, the transmission system and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, you can use the Porsche transmission. And like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but they won on their side because obviously they're the client. So this is this is when the art becomes the winner because mm. it's designed to be the monster, you know, mm-hmm. the the machine. And I don't know if you've seen this or those of you that are listening to it. It has a whole place in the world of that film, and it it is kind of its thing. And it kind of, even though it doesn't make sense, like when you see it, you're like, okay, the engine is like really high and like really far back. But, <laughs> yeah. but when I when it comes to me designing the things that I'm like focusing on, like with intention, like I'm just thinking, just okay, this is this is a time attack Evo. So I'm just looking at only time attack cars and that's all I'm focusing on because mm-hmm. I want it to be this thing. I, yeah. I have also owned like 20 different cars and I've oh, yeah. done a lot of like pulling things out and you know, when you touch things and you work on things, you understand how they work better. So mm-hmm. done a ton of like, I don't know, just weekend ripping things <laughs> apart and just being upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. No more Subarus, no more Subarus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I said no. something bad about Hondas one time. It didn't go well for me on, no. yeah. on social People media. So I'll be careful. Yes. These yeah. kids are ruthless. I've here. had a lot of Hondas. Yeah. 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 And I, my first car was a 1971 Plymouth Valiant. My brother gave it to me. Oh. Fantastic first car. It had a slant six. Unstoppable, unbreakable. Engine. Yeah, I've had some crazy stories in that one. Yeah, yeah, imagine <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fun car. Though. I, I yeah. killed one of those that my neighbor gave me. Almost <laughs> really? the exact same car. I can't remember the year of it. And I told four door. It was a four door, and then we took it out ah, slant six, and the thing was unstoppable it took us forever to kill this thing so your goal was just yeah. to kill it yeah it was just to kill it. Like, <laughs> i thought he was just giving, giving it to me just to whatever and then when i told him what we had done to it he was devastated oh, he never wow. spoke to me again 
and he lived directly oh. next door. It was the most awkward situation, and it went on for like five or six years. Oh no! I thought he was just like here, take this thing, go whatever. But he was honestly thought he was handing it. That and the thing was, it was hard, it was hard to kill, man. <laughs> like, just being was it, a, was it a hoopty or what? Yeah, it was not great. Like he had the chrome tape okay. on the bumpers and nice. whole. It was not a it was not a good example of it. It was it. I don't even know how many miles I had on it, but it was very well worn. So when he handed it to me, I thought that he was just like making me the middleman between him and the junkyard. So, uh, okay, he just wanted, yeah, okay. There was a miscommunication. Was a miscommunication. Yeah, clearly, yeah. Uh, clearly. Because he knew me as the guy in the driveway working on the cars and doing all this stuff. Because at that time, I had a little shiny red Datsun 240. So I think he thought he was, you know, I was going to put this in the skew for a restoration or something. <laughs> but me and my friends just went out and, yeah, I had a good time with it and a lot of memories. That's, but I think I broke Was it the heart. Slant 6 in there? Yeah, it had a Slant, Slant 6. 6? LS that, was, that, engine, that engine was engineered for the military. They put in all the Jeeps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, oh, they oh, kill that yeah, thing. That's why, oh, that's why it's so stout. Yeah, that, so one that of, thing just goes yeah we had one I in did our, so many fit stupid things in that car in our, <laughs> in our high school shop class and it was set up as a bracket racing car so i was fairly familiar with it and you just can't kill those things i don't even know uh, if you have to yeah. put oil in them they'll just keep going forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is a funny story you're gonna crack up so i didn't know how engines work and stuff so i'm just but i'm like i'm curious so i take the head gasket off and the head uh off Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's a lot of oil in here. What's the deal with this? This is where the, the valves and the la- rockers are. I'm like wiping it down. <laughs> no. Put it all back. No. Oh, my brother, I'm like, yeah, I cleaned up the engine. It's so dirty. What did you do to it? I'm like, it works fine. No. It did work fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, I was doing all kinds of because he was like, oh, you need to adjust the valves. And like, I had, um, you remember back like Pet Boys or like Cragen or whatever would have like the books on your car and it yeah, would say this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. valve the haynes manual haynes. Like, uh, lash, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like the, what, what do you call that when the valve, valve the lash, lash the, yeah. yep yeah exactly so you have a little spacer the metal thing and uh, but when i went to go do that because he's like oh it sounds like the my brother is mechanically inclined so he's like it sounds like the valves are probably just need adjustment he's like just go take it to somebody or figure it out and i was like okay <laughs> I got when that. I did it, I just cleaned all the. I was like, "This is all oil is crappy." Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh no, and I still ran. That's pretty yeah, impressive, yeah. bro. I got you, man. It's this yeah. mint now, absolutely. Yeah, fresh. it was. It was like, damn, this thing is thick now. But I was like, it's making more loud noises. Though. Yeah, I, don't know. I have it's another like, story. You guys are gonna love about this one. This is why I love cars, and it brings us all together. It's a reason to experience life and share stories. Yeah, I have. It would, originally the car was baby blue and I was like I'm not having that so I, I painted it black matte black nice. it was like rattle can black so it was like yeah you know, <laughs> it just had like a tool sticker on the back it was just like quintessential yeah. car everybody had like cleaner cars and Hondas I was just driving around but the exhaust wasn't good and I'm like I want, exhaust, I want a loud exhaust so I took it to an exhaust shop and the guy was a dipshit naturally <laughs> and he I said just dump the exhaust right underneath me but he dumped the exhaust right on the brake line Oh, oh no! Yeah. It didn't dump down; it dumped straight into it. No. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go. T- I'm gonna. My this is the time I live in San Diego. I was like, I'm gonna go see my brother, and I'm gonna show him the sweet exhaust. <laughs> that this guy saw. It's loud, <laughs> you know. And, and the Slant Six sounds booty, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you could get it to work, but it just sounds like a weird diesel motor kind of. Anyways, uh, I'm driving up L.A. traffic, 
And then my brakes go out. I'm like, oh and no. I'm in a big oh, lead no. sled of a car, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Straight to the floor. Oh. And there's three on the tree. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's what you call it. Yep. Yeah. Three on the tree, it's correct. Automatic. Yep. It's not three in the tree, sorry. There's no clutch. But there's it's automatic and you shift off the column. Ah. Oh, man. Just telling the story, I totally forgot about this. <laughs> and so the my pedal goes straight to the floor. There's human beings out here in cars driving <laughs> at adequate speeds and i'm here in this matte black oh, no. cool stickered valiant and, and it starts raining oh I of course off, i get in the parking lot and i'm like what the fuck happened here mind you i'm still not mechanically inclined this is the first car i've ever had i get underneath the car i have a little flashlight and i see that the exhaust has burnt through the brake line basically rendering all the brake fluid out Oh, I'm no. halfway from San Diego to my brother. My brother's not picking up. He fell asleep or something. <laughs> I can't go back home, but I should go to him because he can help me fix it. Mm-hmm. I drive that car with no brakes <gasps> from like Irvine all the way to <laughs> Culver City. No, from Irvine to Culver the, City. <laughs> I'm using the e-brake on the bottom, <laughs> and I'm using the first and second gear. Holy. <laughs> wow, engine braking. Nice. Yeah. I get there. My brother and I have a huge fight. We don't resolve it. Rain's still happening. I say, fuck you. I'm out of here. I get in the car that doesn't have brakes, and I drive myself all the way back to San Diego. No brakes. Um, <laughs> but you drove to San Diego? <laughs> yeah, back home. Yeah. Holy I went shit. late at night, but still, I'm doing 65 in the... I don't know how it would, but that thing weighs a lot. So, if somebody was in my way at that time, that's that was it. Yeah, I was just coasting. Yeah, I was just, and I somehow figured it out. Yeah, and I, yeah, I have another funny story. Last one. We've all seen the movie with um, Tommy Boy, right? With the door that goes backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the the throttle would stick, and. Uh, I would have to constantly clean out the one single carb and I'd spray it with carb cleaner and stuff, but it would stick. Where I would park my car, there was a tree right next to it. And for some reason, I opened up the door because I needed to get something, but I had it parked. And and then I just left the door open. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I like I didn't have it completely open. I just had it like halfway. And I went to go reverse into it. And then it caught the tree just barely, but just enough. And the 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 pedal slipped. Oh, and it no. went boom, and the door went all the way. And it didn't stop the front end. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. I drove around in that car with like a cardboard. I cut out a cardboard piece of door. Cardboard. There's no seatbelts in this car, too, by the way. And I drove that car with a cardboard side for a month. Yeah. What? Oh, you never got yeah. stopped or pulled over? I was in the ghetto. Over. Nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so i missed that car i learned oh, so many amazing yeah. things on that god, car god it did die did you just sell it or like did you just junk it yeah uh so the my brother had crashed it before he gave it to me and the k member was all messed up so if you let go of the steering wheel this is another thing it would turn hard right <laughs> it would eat up tires all the time <laughs> wow this car sounds so amazing <laughs> i'm gonna have to send this to my brother he's gonna love this yeah. we literally just had um, this conversation like two days ago i think how this our shit like we're lucky enough to have some pretty amazing cars now but some of our shittiest cars have the best memories. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, the best, the best, the yeah. best. Because like, you don't. This thing almost shit. killed me like, like nine times. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, I think that there's there's part of me that wants that, but knows that I can't go back that way because yeah. I've I've had so, like because I got really obsessed with all cars, so I ended up having like a Haji Roku and all the oh shoot the, the, the mm. SDIs and the Evos and. 
basically a lot of Germans, a lot of uh, a lot of Japanese cars. I had almost all the quintessentials. I even had the last car before my Raptor was a Gen One NSX that I had fully built and uh, fully like everything KW three ten piston brakes, all the things, and it was a fantastic car. Yeah. But yeah, going back to a Valiant, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I just keep the memory. You know? it's, it's, a hard, it's, nah, it's hard to go back. No, nah, I think it's worth it to go back because uh, <clears throat> I haven't been too long in the car, old car old, uh, owning or modifying game. But I have this Datsun that I built. It's uh, stock. It is currently a death trap um, because I put uh, these, what do they call it? Like 275, 60, 50, pretty much like drag radials that each one weighs. How many pounds does each? one way i think we waited 70 pounds a corner or yeah so each of them, <laughs> 70 Whoa, pounds yeah. a corner on a car that has like a hundred horsepower um and yeah so i cut the i did like my own coilover system like 200 hundred dollar coilovers from like ebay and it is a death trap. <laughs> yeah. it's so bad and it terrifies me just to drive it but some even though i've driven like i still drive like modern cars now um, but mm. sometimes I'm like, I want to know what that feels like again. <laughs> and so yeah. I go and I drive it to you work present. and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But it gives me a laugh every time. Just fearing yes. for my life. <laughs> you you got to get them to send you a picture of it because it's like, we're, we, we get, we get the opportunity. Like we got Aston Martins and all these kind of wild <laughs> cars leaving the shop all the time. And like, yeah. I get messaged almost constantly. Like we just turned out a couple of Porsches. We got a Testarossa and I get messaged about his car. <laughs> like, I, just, I just saw you on the freeway. It's like, that was not me. <laughs> yeah. It's like a wide body. Like, I put like fender flares on it, like painted it. Like there's like a seventies Porsche race colors, like blue green. It's a multicolored Datsun with a ski yeah. box on the roof. And it looks it's like, like an eighty ski jacket. My yeah. daughter refers to it as the bubble gum car. <laughs> but the car doesn't want to die. Yeah. Like I have driven yeah, that thing. I, I, that. I used to live in LA. And so before I moved to, to Vancouver, I drove this car like two or 3000 miles. I drove it to Kentucky, then drove it here. And it didn't, wow. it didn't die and it's still alive. So I'm like, I'm just going to drive it go. into the ground. <laughs> and I think so, it was built so differently back then. I think there was an importance. And I know this sounds like I'm an old guy, but I literally <laughs> do believe it. Like the, the Slant 6, it's like the engine that's in the Valiant was designed by the military conjunction, I think, with the engineers at Dodge or Plymouth. Wow. Uh, I think they were intersected. But it was designed as a contract engine to be put in the Jeeps to like help save people and, in amazing. combat. So. There was no messing around. I think now I look at my Raptor, for example, there's so much electronics in it and there's no the shelf life. It, it has a shelf life. It has to, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. as much as I love that truck, I think it's one of the best vehicles I've ever owned. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it's, it's definitely, there's a difference. There's yes. a lot of convenience. Every convenience has a cost, as I said, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah, I'd love to build another Valiant though. Maybe, maybe I'll do one. <laughs> I think you should. You should like do one with like a wide body. Like I feel like you should do like a model one. That would be pretty sick. <laughs> should probably yeah. take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we always say here when the wild ideas get too wild. Is like, you should probably take a nap. <laughs> See how you feel when you I wake like up. Yeah, <laughs> slide that one past. Yeah. yeah, and like I also just remembered. I was like, oh yeah, like something that I've seen that also separates a lot of your like uh, models and think the, the things with cars that you do is just there's just this element of i don't know grunginess or like you added mm -hmm. the imperfections into an otherwise yeah. like smooth body or like the textures i don't know so like 
why did you start doing that and like how 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 do you do that and yeah what's your process for that you know and the computer is designed to make everything perfect as it's designed to do it's ones and zeros basically it's just a, an assortment of ones and zeros designed to make something perfect so in order to to fool the human mind there's this concept called the uncanny valley you guys heard of it no <laughs> when you see something and it doesn't look right that's the uncanny valley. When you mm. see like a CGI face, like a digital face, you're like, this is weird. Yeah. That's the uncanny valley. It's oh. the thing that you feel. You can't tell. So cars are easier to do than a human because human, we're professional at understanding what looks real or not because our whole life is looking at humans. But cars, they're easier to, to fool. And I like to study all the imperfections because I like to put them in because cars have imperfections. Even the most clean, perfect ones, there's slight imperfections to mm -hmm. them, like you know, slight haze or slight um, blemishes. But when you do an older car or a car that feels like it's been used, it's so quintessential to just leave it dirty or have all that you know, uh, exhaust burnout or you can see like just certain things. So it, you, again, it, I want you to just look at it and be viscerally moved. Yeah. If that happens, then that's accomplished. Mm, you know? Yeah. Well, most importantly, I just do it for myself. I'm very selfish like that. Uh, <laughs> I want to be stoked. Yeah. But then if you're stoked, I'm like, yeah, all right. Score. High five. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stoked yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. really so, cool. Like just to see all of that because uh, like the little scratches and all, I was like, it just blows my mind. Like you're like, it almost looks, I think you mentioned this maybe earlier, but it's honestly looks real like even though no one like it does, doesn't exist but it it fools my mind every time I'm like is this real is this not real and so i think that is just the coolest yeah thing. I, I would take I it one step further and like the car has a like all your renders seem to have a personality of their own so it's like for us like when we sort of build a car and it begins to take on sort of it everybody wants to name their car at the beginning but we find that these cars sort of name themselves as you go and they take on a personality. I see a lot of that in your renders, whereas a lot of renders I get, you can tell they're renders. Whereas like a lot of your finished images, when you see them, that car looks like its own person almost. I don't know how to explain it. I'm sort of hunting for the words, but it looks like it takes on its own personality. And I think that's what makes it so special. Mm -hmm. So yeah. thank you so much. Like we, I we know there's a lot of, yeah, the, the naming process is also really fun. Um, you know, if I talk about the cars that I make with my friend Carlos on the MHC thing, is like when we come out, like, so we both go, what are we interested in? Oh, we really like this. Okay, let's do that. Like, um, the next one's going to be really fun. But uh, it's after we talk about all that stuff and the car kind of reveals itself, we go, that's the name of it. Yeah. Right. Like the latest car that we released, the my design is very angular it's, it's a fully it doesn't come from any car it's i call it the triad that's the name of it because it was like a a weapon but it was all based on triangles and hard edges and the name revealed itself to me mm -hmm. when i was going through i was like oh mm. cool um but yeah the idea that it speaks to you as a as a portrait of something or a character i mean damn that's really uh I'm going to think about these things that you're saying when I'm building these and it's going to hold me through when I'm really getting upset with how <laughs> much work it takes because <laughs> it's shit tons of sitting in this wow. chair yeah. hours late at night. I mean, my wife can attest. It's like most of the time I'm 
yelling about something like what the because <laughs> <laughs> it never it just as like i had problems and struggles with like working on cars in real world mm-hmm. uh, you know a bolt um gets uh stripped or you can't there you know bolt seizes into the block and you gotta go and you know all these problems mm-hmm. it's the same thing in the computer just different levels so yeah. ultimately bringing the conversation back to the original thing is this whole thing is about problem solving yeah. and doing that with one another and building community with people that like to problem solve mm. and how clever you can be and how your tastes can align to that and how you can take all that stuff and make something awesome, you know, and why wouldn't you want to do that and share that process with somebody else, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, it, it is. is. <clears throat> and then like Appreciate do you that. do you have any 3D modelers that you look up to or like any like car builders all of that like that you look up to because I'm I'm very curious to see if that also affects your design like what you take inspiration yeah. from all of that. Hmm. I love personally so uh, I there's a lot of really talented digital artists now but personally I look at like Giugiaro are these old Italian dudes that that created the designs for the Mura yeah. or the Countach. Mm-hmm. Those are, to me, those are the lords of it all. Like yeah. Those are people that made poetry, even though the Countach is a very highly unfunctional car in many ways. <laughs> yeah. It's a statement of presence. It's a statement mm-hmm. of art. Even the Valiant's a beautiful design if you mm-hmm. think about what it is, you know? And there's a lot of cars like the more I opened my mind to things, the more I saw beauty in so many different cars and saw how the designer was intending things, you know? So, um, but to name a few like digital artists, like obviously one of my best friends and my close collaborator, Carlos, he's, he's the best and Mm -hmm. he's been fantastic. And him and I just push each other. So Mm -hmm. I'm so blessed to have him where we just work so well together. And we're actually two days apart on age, which is really, Oh, no way. (laughs) We found that out like a, later on. We're like, oh shit, is your birthday? It's my birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we reference the film Step Brothers a lot. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Did we yeah. just become yeah. best friends? <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't touch my tubs and yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, so. yeah, there's a there's a there's a designer. Well, he's yeah. His name is Andreas Isilius. He is fantastic. Mm. He actually helped me model the concept Mustang Fox body that Ken and I were going to build. But obviously Ken's not with us anymore, so mm. I'm not sure what's going on with that. But mm-hmm. he's fantastic, and yeah, there's. I think you get online that you can see it. There's a small group of people that do it at the high crazy level, mm-hmm. um, just like builders and everything else. You know, it takes a certain obsessive, maniacal, weird person to do this shit. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's really twisted and weird. I, I, I literally yeah. ask myself all the time, like, why am I? doing this yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but then i see the render i go yeah yeah that's why yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm yeah. sure you guys have the same conversation right don't make uh, me feel alone uh, no no it, all the time. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make sense to anybody around like within like even in my personal relationship it's like it's a constant battle it's like why do you do this <laughs> like if you're so stressed out about it and you work like so long and it's this is all you do and then you come home and all you do is watch this or you're researching this like why do you do this and i'm like yeah. i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure i just have to see this through to the end yeah. like it yeah. just becomes part of your thing and then like the you next said. one comes in 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you complain about working 12, 14 hours and then you come home and you just watch Still a car work. show. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know why I do it. <laughs> like, this is it. I say when you're the drug and the drug dealer, yeah, yeah. things get weird. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> you're really addicted to it. It's an addiction. Yeah. yeah. Automotive stuff is addiction. So mm-hmm. what, what makes you guys do what you do? Uh, I imagine it's probably the same. Uh, yeah, I would say it's probably similar. For me, it's just seeing it come to life. Yeah. Like so, I like I love driving them, of course, and I mean I've had opportunity to drive some really amazing things, but I just like seeing the idea in my head come to fruition and like be real. Yeah. And then after that, the fun part is making it, because you do your best. Our, I we try to do our absolute best to make it perform the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. So rather mm-hmm. so that it's you it's, know, it's a legitimate thing. So now it's like I've built this crazy thing that looks insane and it performs insane, but it's not perfect. So now I get opportunity mm-hmm. to try to like evolve this thing. And then the learning process behind that is, you know, it's like a whole nother thing. Like, okay, why isn't this working the way it was? Then I ended up in a deep dive about suspension stuff mm-hmm. and all these different things. So it's like this constant learning process. And then I don't really realize the passage of time. So like to people around mm-hmm. me, it's like, this is all you do. Like, what does it matter with you? But it's like, when I'm in it, I don't really realize it. Like it's, I don't know. It's a weird thing. So I just want to see I it done. I love that. Yeah. So I just That's want to it, see man. The That's the drug right there. <laughs> it's the thing you do when time has no presence. Yeah. It's the thing you do that you complain about, but you love just as much. Yeah. You love a little bit more than you complain about. Pulls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you back in. And the idea, I, that's exactly why I do it. It didn't exist before I did it. <laughs> and then you can see it. For you guys, it's great because it's physical. You can actually touch it and feel it and experience it. So I'm on like, I'm like, it's almost there, you know, like it's there, but it's not there. But mm-hmm. I'm I, the way I look at it is just putting you putting it's like putting investment in, in a bank. If you're going to invest on anybody, invest on yourself. Yeah. And so the, all of these cars and all this knowledge, and all the skills is eventually going to flourish, hopefully into something else where that car will be built to that one. And that will go here and the people will see that will happen. And when I was starting this, I looked at a lot at what chip foos was doing mm-hmm. and i still do the yeah. dude's a legend yeah and he built a, an empire from designing and understanding things and having taste and love for cars mm-hmm. and he built an empire on it so i look at him kind of as a mentor a silent i call him silent mentors because i don't know him personally mm-hmm. but somebody that's that prolific and figured it out and gave value to the automotive community and, and cut his own niche niche out so he could produce more of it so mm-hmm. but yeah I'd Do you guys also feel the same about building things? I'd say we kind yeah. of approached it backwards and it took us a little bit longer to get to this point. And it was actually a panel with Chip and a bunch of other people at SEMA that sort of the common thing with all these guys is then to find success is they took their time and effort and they did invest in themselves. So they built something for yeah. themselves. So in the early days of our shop, we were trying to run it like a business and we're building stuff for people, building what they wanted. And it was... I mean, it was okay. We did well. Like we got to where we are, but it wasn't until we like the common denominator with all those guys is they built their own car. And then that's when their businesses and their thing really blew up when they built their car to their vision that they had control over. So that's what we did. And it was like a light switch, like right away, it just the whole thing flipped. And then people started coming to us for what we, what we did and our aesthetic. And then now it became fun again, but before it was like a job. So I'd yeah, say that I was probably that. the turning That's a real point common for us. Thing for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So. If you don't take a risk on yourself, no one will. And and that is truly it. When you see a builder and their personality, 
and if you don't have the means or skill, but you have the capital to do so, then you are part of that ecosystem, which mm -hmm. is your contributor to the art. I didn't really understand this concept deeply until I worked on this project with McLaren and they came to me to help them release the 750S, which is their latest flagship car. Mm -hmm. And they said, have you ever driven our cars? And I said, one time I actually had the privilege of driving a 720S around a thermal racetrack. It just a friend of mine, it, it was amazing. That's Shout out to Paris. Awesome. I love you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and, but they said, we're going to send you the 765LT. You should experience this car. I said, okay. But I said, I'm going to do like illegal things in it. It's <laughs> okay. Because I live next to like a really amazing mountain that I like to drive up. Mm -hmm. I drove that car so hard and so crazy. I was doing ridiculous things in it. And then I started to realize, okay, people that own this car are supporting all of the engineers, people that actually are striving for excellence because I've never driven a car like that. It was on a level that it just didn't make sense. The whole time I was laughing or like grunting or like screaming. <laughs> it's like a, that's how you know the car is doing its job. Uh, but I, I, to go back to it, that's what I realized that there's a whole ecosystem. So if, if, if a company like Lotus or McLaren or any of these companies didn't have the, the drive or the instinct to go and say, I'm going to make my thing hmm. the way I want to make because it's important to me, you would never have had those things. And I think that's really the trick, really. There's a book I would highly suggest to you and anybody that's listening that I'm going through right now that might, it kind of strengthens my own personal sovereignty and trust of like doing my thing. Mm -hmm. It's called The Win Without Pitching Manifesto. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about like just maintaining your personal sovereignty and strength to, to do what is right for you and maintaining that trust. I always say, do you don't want to be the client's hands? You want to be their mind. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 We'll check that out for yeah. sure. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, good audio book yeah. <laughs> or book, whatever, however you want to. Yeah, I prefer audio books. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely check it, it out. Do whatever. It's just, yeah. it's just good knowledge to have yeah. good support. Mm -hmm. So you guys, that's how your model works now, right? So you're building your own creations and then you have an ecosystem that works within that realm. Yeah. So for a long time, we used to do what we call donated time to projects so that in an effort to try to take things as far as we wanted to take it and like pursuing that excellence or perfection. So you, the customer doesn't necessarily want to pay for it. So we are always donating time mm -hmm. to projects to try to push them to the next level to get the next level of customer. And then we ended up having opportunity for me to go like super deep into a project, which we did. So that's how we came across. Well, basically built my Mercedes and it was to my vision that I've been building in my head for so long. And then that was the first time that I got to build something specifically for me to my vision. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of resonated with a lot of people. But now so many people come to us specifically for that vision and that aesthetic. And then it's been, it's definitely changed the vibe in the shop. Cause now you were not just like, you know, this factory just pumping out, you know, the run of the mill sort of hot rods. And now we get opportunity to do a lot cooler stuff and people are a lot more open to just letting us do what we want to do show me what mm -hmm. you would do. And then you show them, they're like, holy shit, I didn't expect anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah, let's do that. That's and like, so that's, yeah. you know, it's definitely, and then now like, because with the render thing, it's like, now we get opportunity to share those visions with those people. Cause now we're 3D scanning and we're trying to do more renders and modeling. And so like that crossover is a lot easier to give our, show them our ideas because like we were speaking about it before when for me and him, we're like, 
properly trained in industrial fabrication. So when you, we have the ability to look at drawings and see the finished product, a lot of people aren't, but it's something that you, you learn through time and you're trained. So in the early days, we'd try to show them wireframe and they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then they come back the next day and they're like, what the hell is that? That's not what I saw. So, and then we progressed, the, <laughs> we progressed the foam and then, but now we can do like 3D print, like here, this is what it's actually gonna look like. So it's made yeah. it a lot easier and we can convey our ideas a lot easier. So it's been pretty like, in the last couple of years, it feels like we're like a hundred years behind with how fast things are progressing <laughs> mm -hmm. and we're trying to keep up. Oh, you know you're in the right place. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, it's been this like big catch up game and there's guys in the industry that we look up to that, you know, we're trying to emulate in their successes and what they've done. And it's like, because some of this stuff is crazy expensive. It's a huge investment. You're like, oh man, I don't know Massive. if I can, like, that's a lot. Like, can we justify this? But then you start seeing some of these other people and they're inspiring you and it's like, then you've, once you get to the point, it's like, we don't have any choice but to do this. Mm -hmm. Like we have no mm -hmm. choice. And then now in, like I say, in the last probably year or two years, it's opened up a whole new, like every day is exciting again because we had this sort mm, of period of time where we we're just pumping out cars and it's, you know, it's the same stuff, whether it's a million dollar Aston Martin or it's this or that, it's just like, oh, whatever, I'm just fixing this thing. It's just a car. But now that we've been able to get back to like the creating stuff, mm -hmm. it's a lot more interesting. Mm -hmm. And when you can actually create to your vision, not necessarily your abilities, because now you're allowed, you can create it in a different space. And we have all these other different opportunities to create this perfect part now. It's pretty cool. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. It opens up a whole new world of possibilities. Yeah, it's insane. And it's fantastic that you're thinking like that as a team, because if you can think like that, you can manifest like that, yep. you know, if you can think big, you can be big, you know, I know these are all like, you know, stupid things you'd see in some office poster, <laughs> but they're so true if you really it's believe true, in yeah. them, and you really think about them, you know, but it is all about the act of doing and being open to it. Um, but it does take hard work and it's never as easy as it seems. You might look at what I'm doing now or consume what I'm doing and just think it was just somewhat easy or, I mean, it's, there's been moments where I'm just like, fuck this shit. Mm -hmm. I hate this stuff. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, but then there's full elation moments sitting in the theater watching the Batmobile for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm crying because it's wow. so epic, you know? Yeah. So there's this level obviously to it, but that's so cool. And it's cool to hear that. It's inspiring to me too, that you guys are on this quest too. And if you feel like you're behind, it's actually a good thing because you're humbled by the fact of how much there is to learn. Yeah. And there is so much cool stuff to learn, you know, in the process and mm -hmm. so many cool people to meet and talk to and to learn from as well. Are yeah. you guys going to SEMA this year? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Hopefully I can meet you guys there. I'm planning yeah. to be there. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we have good. a vehicle that we're taking this year. So right now it's kind of getting into crunch time where shit's about to get really serious and we got to buckle down. So. <laughs> Should be this fun. is every SEMA build. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we try to get smarter, but it, 90 does, days. it, it doesn't Every work, time, man. yeah. <laughs> 95 days? How many days? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting. So to be on the trailer. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting, uh, but we've even though like we've also started doing that, what I've also noticed is sometimes it's also a lot of time. It's You have to have fun doing it, too. And so it doesn't just become another yeah. thing. And so that was kind of why we, I don't know if you've seen it, but we're, we're doing like a Lamborghini Urus. And we're taking the body because we got this crashed Urus. We cut the body off of it or cut the chassis off of it. It was wrecked. And then we're putting a, what, a Chevy Tahoe underneath it. 
putting like twin turbos. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. And yeah. it's yeah. obviously this, right. This, Why is, not? this is one of those opportunities that we had a ridiculous render created, and we're trying to stick to the render just because of how ridiculous it is. Because it doesn't make sense. So it's yeah. like literally oh, we're fantastic. we're doing exactly what I shit talk. I'm like, that's not gonna work. That's stupid. And then now we're doing, doing it, it to spite yourself. Yeah, we're doing yeah. it to spite ourselves. Well, yeah, we just need to have fun too because it's like I mean I yes. think you made a reference. Tim was like, oh, this is our version of a pizza day. Yeah. But it's just like like a lot yeah. of times we build a lot of things for people, but we don't get to I guess reap mm. the in the enjoyment of I don't know driving it or I don't know. So I think for this one now it's pretty cool. So like, do you have any projects like that that you're like I'm just gonna do this for myself? Like I'm not doing this for for a client. I'm not doing this for for anything, but. Well, the entire MHC collection of 22 cars has been completely for Carlos and I. Oh, That's two yeah, years yeah, worth yeah. of work. Nice. So, and we're just like, fuck it. Like, this is what we think is cool. Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah. going to say yes or no, and we don't care. And yeah. we're doing it for us. And <laughs> from these projects, things like McLaren come and, and various things come in because they're like, oh, this is interesting. You know, when you're an artist, you put yourself out there and you say, this is me, and then a company or a corporation, not to say this is bad or anything, they'll go, well, we don't have that style. We want it, so we're going to pay you and take some of your style and apply it to us. <laughs> yeah. you know? And then we want to become, like, form like Voltron kind of stuff. <laughs> Global domination. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. Anyways. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that whole project that Carlos and I have started like two years ago, I think a little bit later, 22 full cars, like full builds. Uh, I can send you a link too. It's just called makehastecorp.com. Okay. But that's been completely, yeah. Imagine having a part-time job for two years and yeah, yeah, getting yeah. paid for it. Yeah, that's what it is. It yeah. feels like my entire career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this, yeah. But then you know, either this or we have the choice of working at a company where we lack individuality and freedom to do what we want. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. I would. I couldn't do that life. No. I've already gone too far to the to the right. I've been freelancing as a freelance artist for 15 years now, so it's wow. like yeah. I'm used to like taking a nap when I want to, yeah. or doing wherever the hell I want and spending the money where I want to. So yeah, that's the I funny do client thing work about now it. just to buy my time back, mm -hmm. so I can do my things that I want to. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, used, we used to complain about that work buzzer, like it's lunchtime. And then now we own our own thing, and I think we work more, more than, than we even. ever did. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. You work harder for you yourself. Way harder. If you have intention, you work harder than you would ever work for anybody mm -hmm. so. if you do it for yourself because you realize it's make or break, you know? So yeah. We still take lunch at the exact we'll same up. time every day. It's just no buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, routine is key, too, though. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and the yeah. body needs what it needs, especially yeah. if you're working on physical stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. There anything else yeah, I like that. i feel like we could go on talking for a yeah. while but we also want to respect Very your much. time too because we yeah we don't want to have you out here for like three hours and yeah so but <laughs> Appreciate uh, you guys. Yeah. yeah like did you have any more did, did you guys have any more questions anything I got, else i got a lot to process <laughs> <laughs> yeah this has been so much fun like it, did you have any more things any more things you wanted to add uh ash oh, you guys are fantastic i really do appreciate you guys taking the time and also creating this conversation and I think if I could just a PSA for everybody out there if you see something you like and you're impressed by it or moved by it or inspired by it just give love man give some love shed some light you know if you're making something cool talk to these people mm -hmm. communicate don't be afraid if somebody says no they're most likely going to say no but search for the yes you know and find somebody that's down with it and 
And even if like this is another case scenario, if you're building something and the person didn't get back to you and they just ignored you or they said whatever, and you still want to build it, you have every right to build it. And then just still give credit. Be like, you know, this was originally designed and I got inspired and I went off and did this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So That's I would cool say that that it. would probably be the best advice I can yeah. give to everybody. And also blessings to you guys out there building these things. It takes tremendous capital, effort, time, money, all these things. It's like fantastic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I really appreciate you coming on. Like for like it's uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate it. It's been a treat to have you on and it's been great hearing the awesome words of uh just experience and knowledge that you have from all the crazy things that you're you're a part of <laughs> and all the sketchy the sketchy project car. But uh yeah, we, we look forward started, we look forward to see you at SEMA. So uh yeah, yeah it should be fun. And the and the project also the project you guys are uh gonna announce ah, yes. too i'm most looking forward to yeah, that really and wait so that's yes. also gonna be a sema car like this year's sema car fingers crossed okay. <laughs> I don't the video thing, but i'm holding my finger yeah we're like already like, like halfway there car. so yeah. yeah it'll be there i don't okay. know if it'll be finished but it'll be there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be, it might be a four-wheel paperweight that, may, that but, makes hey, it a still something SEMA build then exactly <laughs> bluetooth drive yeah, shaft that's the awesome yes bluetooth all the things Awesome. Use your imagination. We yeah. might just have a renders of yeah, just Perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah, just have the picture. <laughs> on a big cube, a, a cardboard box with the renders printed on it. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Actually, actually, actually it's not bad. I'm not going to steal an idea. That might be it right Seriously. There. <laughs> Save you a lot of heartache. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Paper's a lot easier than melding uh, metals and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, that, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate well, you guys. Have a great. Hopefully if I'm ever up in Vancouver, I'd love to yeah. stop by and say hi. Yeah, just man. let us know. Yeah, Anytime. we will see you later. We'll let you know when, whenever the uh, episode drops. Uh, we'll probably drop it. I'm guessing in like a week or two, depending on how, like what our uh, video schedule and all that is. But yeah, we'll let you know once it does. But yeah, thank you okay. again. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having you, man. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing your wisdom and your words. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. You have a wonderful day. Thank you.